In the spirit of respect, the Pilates Diaries podcast acknowledges the people and elders of the Bunurong people, members of the Kulin Nation, who have traditional connections and responsibilities for the land on which this podcast is produced. Hi, I'm Bruce Hildebrand, and this is the Pilates Diaries podcast. The mission of this podcast is to share the stories of the impact of Pilates. We're inviting Pilates enthusiasts to share with us the notes they have taken down in their Pilates journey. As we seek out the answers to the intrigue Pilates has been able to ignite inside millions all over the world. Our hope is that the Pilates Diaries podcast goes some way to answering the question, what is it that makes Pilates so special? Welcome to this special short season of the Pilates Diaries podcast, created to support and promote the rebuilding of the business of industry colleague and long-term Pilates teacher, Kimberly Garlick. Kimberly's studio business, Northern Rivers Pilates, in Lismore, was completely submerged in the devastating floods that tore through the region in February and March earlier this year. In pursuit of getting their business back on its feet, Kimberly has reached out to her extensive industry network, and along with studio manager and daughter, Madison, have created the Teach to Preach retreat that will run at their studio in Lismore, November 4th to 6th this year. On this episode, Kimberly will take us through the exciting lineup of the Teach to Preach retreat. Kimberly, welcome to the show. Hi, Bruce. I'm excited to welcome Tessa Gillespie to our chat today, Bruce. She is going to be one of our presenters at our Teach to Preach. Tessa comes from a physiotherapist and clinical hypnotherapist background and has a focus on breath. She has a wealth of knowledge and a passion for Pilates, and I'm really excited to hear what she's going to share with us in the retreat. Tessa, welcome to the show. Thank you. Tessa, tell us about your background and your relationship with Pilates. So I started my early career in the hospital system, mostly working in kids' respiratory. Lots of chronic respiratory illness and high-dependency unit work which I think often surprises people because not many people are aware that physios treat lungs. As my career progressed, I delved a lot more into breathing in a more holistic approach. When I was working in England, I was treating a lot of kids who had persistent pain conditions and a lot of them had concurrent mental health diagnoses as well. Funnily enough, I had a persistent pain condition when I was younger. So I approached them in terms of how breathing had helped me. And then on top of that, also wanted a mind modality to try to help them on a different level. Wow, that's cool because the history with Joseph Pilates, he had the illnesses of asthma and rickets as a child. And that's why he wanted to develop an exercise format that could benefit people like himself. So it's quite interesting how even though that was all the time ago and now you're following a similar path with the breath because you had experiences like that too. So Tessa, what's your relationship with Pilates? I got introduced to Pilates when I was a student studying physio. I think most physio students come across Pilates from a clinical point of view and all of the benefits of the exercise. I think it's a little bit of a different approach to what people would get taught if they were purely a Pilates instructor. Funnily enough, it didn't really click for me at first. I didn't really have that deep appreciation for it like I do now. It wasn't until I had some kidney operations that I wasn't able to exercise the way that I normally do. So I started up taking advantage of Pilates at the studio that I rent at. Serious surgery by the sound of it. That would have taken a bit of (laughs) abdominal trauma for you to get your head around. 
your physiotherapy knowledge would have given you some interesting insights. What was it specifically about Pilates that stood out for you? I think just how it can be adapted all the way down to the easiest beginner level, but then it can also be quite a good workout as well. So I think having abdominal surgery like that, it was nice to go back to basics and learn the foundations again and fix up a few less than optimal movement patterns that I'd developed over time. And that's fairly common when you're faced with such trauma. And this is part of the reason for broadcasting the general message of Pilates, as you're well aware, Tessa. The more stories that we can share about the wide and diverse applications of Pilates, the better, I think. Definitely. I'm a believer for sure. So, Tessa, now where are you sitting with your Pilates? I'm still going regularly at the little studio that I rent out of, a couple of being, and I'm just really enjoying geeking out on different sensations and different movements. I really love the concept of doing the same movement, but in a different way <laughs> over and over again. My Pilates instructor, Lisa, is the best when it comes to teaching me different sensations and movements. Tessa, we're so excited to have you a part of the Teach to Preach retreat. What will you be presenting with us? It will be a nervous system regulation approach to breathing retraining, which I know sounds like a bit of a mouthful. Essentially, it's a breathing retraining workshop with my own approach. And what are you hoping the students are going to take away from the retreat from your particular workshop? Everyone might take something different away, but one of the main things is with breathing becoming so popular. I hear a lot about the book Breathe by James Nestor. And I think what's come along with that is a lot of people coming into clinic who have been recommended to have their mouth taped, which is one approach. The reason why I'm doing the nervous system regulation approach is because I want people to know that it's not necessary to do that. And that if you tape your mouth, then you still may not have a permanent change in your breathing. We are still partially occluding an airway and that can be really stressful either consciously or subconsciously for some people. So I would love for people to learn that there's a different approach to retraining your breathing that's a little bit more gentle and a bit more comfortable so that everyone can feel as though they can approach it in some way so it's a bit more inclusive. And it's so exciting, Tessa, that you're bringing this because as you would be well aware, partaking in Pilates, the importance of breath in the Pilates method then having the depth of your knowledge to come forward and have them understand it from such a strong concept is going to be really exciting and they'll be able to put that into their teaching. I can't wait to hear you speak. I'm excited as well. I'm just so grateful to be part of it. So Tessa, how do you think the presentation is going to affect the Pilates practitioners that attend? I'm hoping to give a slightly different perspective. I think Pilates instructors are aware of breath and breathing and it's so ingrained in what they do. The carbon dioxide tolerance training is gaining in popularity, but I think a lot of people are curious about it and haven't looked into it in depth. It can be really helpful when it comes to adding another layer to what people are noticing about breathing or particular clients. Tessa, with the carbon dioxide breathing, how is that different to our diaphragmatic breathing? It's not necessarily different. Diaphragmatic breathing is one of the steps in breathing retraining. Probably the biggest difference is focusing on actually breathing more gently rather than oftentimes when people are breathing during exercise, they're encouraged to breathe quite audibly because there are certain advantages to 
training our breathing in such a way that you can breathe a little bit more gently or that it takes a little bit longer for you to have that audible breathing during exercise. It sounds exciting because it almost as if you're going to break down all the different types of breath systems and then they're going to have the knowledge to choose what's appropriate for their client and for themselves. Would that be correct? Yeah, I look at the way that I approach breathing in that there's a biochemical element, which is the carbon dioxide tolerance training. Then there's also a biomechanical side, which I think Pilates instructors are quite good at. Then the other way is through respiratory physiotherapy, knowing a lot about lung pathology and that kind of thing. And there's also that nervous system regulation where breath is that direct link between our autonomic nervous system and being able to switch between the two. That's going to be really informative and add a whole other aspect to their knowledge to be able to take everything a little bit deeper into their current teaching. No doubt you get lots of invitations to various workshops. Tessa, what is it that stood out for you about the Teach to Preach retreat happening up in Lismore in November? I think because I have such a huge appreciation for Pilates and Pilates teachers, and I feel as though Pilates instructors are on the same wavelength as me, so I really enjoy discussions with them. On top of that, there's so many great presenters. I'm just so excited. I think I'm going to learn a lot as well. I'm a massive nerd, so I'm always keen to learn as much as I possibly can. You touched on James Ness's book, Tessa. How much of your training have you done through breathability with Tess Grant, with your breath work? Yeah, I did the breathability level one and two with Tess Graham, who's a physiotherapist from Canberra. There's a few different breathing retraining methods, but I think what I liked most about Tess Graham's was that it is focused on that comfortable, inclusive approach. Can you share with us some of the main takeaways that you took from that training that you're going to be implementing into the Teach to Preach retreat? I guess what Tess Graham's course offered me was there was a gap in my knowledge and there was a gap in the ways in which I was able to help people. So what her training offered me was like a few little fillers in. She provided me with some really good foundations to build upon and to enrich the other elements of what I do with clients, as well as provide me with immense education on carbon dioxide tolerance training and the fundamentals of physiology. It's like a good revision on the fundamentals of physiology. Having chatted to a number of physiotherapy colleagues who've done a lot of Tessa's training, they found that it was an incredible, comprehensive insight into what we take for granted so often with breathing. My question to you is around the link between filling in gaps there and then filling in gaps with your Pilates. I'm assuming that from a physiotherapist perspective, particularly if you're a self-professed nerd, that there's a bit of joining the dot (laughs) and rounding out your skill set as a well-trained practitioner offering your clients lots of different solutions. Would that be fair to say? Yeah. Probably where I'm headed at the moment is down this track of treating clients who have nervous system dysregulation. I have a few clients who have PTSD. I have a lot of clients who have anxiety. I think bringing awareness to how physically affected these clients are, even though their diagnoses are mental health concerns, it's so fascinating to go down the neuroscience route of how your nervous system state affects your ability to sense into your body and therefore your ability to move in more optimal ways. If you can't feel what's going on, then it's really less than easy to take the instruction from a Pilates instructor and go, you want me to do what with my tailbone? What? 
it can be really helpful to have that specific understanding of the changes in someone's nervous system when that's something that they might have to deal with. Having been in amongst lots of different Pilates instructors, do you see this is just not present currently in Pilates training and Pilates teachers' expertise of those that you've had contact with? That's a challenging question to answer because as a whole, I think Pilates instructors are so incredible at movement cues, but I think where there might be a bit of a gap, and this is true for physios too, certainly was for me earlier in my career where common feedback you get from instructors or professionals are, oh my God, I've been trying to teach this client this one thing for so long and they're just not getting it. I think part of that is actually looking at their nervous system state and coming at it from a place of understanding and going, oh, wow, the reason they're not getting that is because it's essentially like they're feeling into numbness in some way, shape or form in certain cases. So I think they are really great at giving sensory cues. That's maybe why we get along so well, because I can provide my perspective as well on some of those things. And I think applies instructors who have come to previous workshops of mine that's been something they've said has been really fascinating is the different ways I get people to cue or feel into sensations. Kimberly, that would probably be the reason that you and I have been drawn to working with physiotherapists for such a long time with the complementary nature of both Pilates and physio working so well together. Yeah, it's like we've got this perfect marriage going on with you there, Tessa, of the neurological, the physiological, the nervous system, and then the anatomy components of our muscular systems going as well. If they don't all communicate, then that is when the results aren't as great as they can be. That's exactly right. I'm very grateful to physio and what physio has given me, but I do think the way that it's taught, which is in separate kind of systems within the body, you're taught the neurological side and the musculoskeletal side and the respiratory side, and I think sometimes that makes it extra challenging to try to put all the pieces together. I guess that's what the rest of your career is for. But no, I definitely agree. And I think that's part of the fun is the deeper into my career I get, the more I think, oh yeah, wow, that's another layer. That's another layer. And that's another way that you can look at how they all link. And I find it fascinating. Thanks a lot, Tessa, for joining us. And I'm looking forward to hearing all that wonderful knowledge. Thank you so much for having me. And I'm really excited to come. I can't wait to learn from all the amazing people there. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Pilates Diaries podcast. Drop us a comment online at the links in the show notes and be sure to subscribe and rate the podcast to keep updated with episode releases and hear more stories from our guests, Pilates Diaries. This podcast is made possible by the following sponsors. Keep an ear out for exclusive Pilates Diaries podcast listener discount codes. Thanks for listening. The Pilates Diaries podcast is a proud partner with Trimio. Trimio is a much-needed space and time utilisation booking system for the Pilates industry. With Trimio, you can return your focus to delivering the highest value to your customers. No longer be lost to the encumbrances of inefficient interactions and experience a new level of working freedom with the power of technology automation doing what it should. Maximise your profitability by optimising the utilisation of your time and physical space with Trimio. Find out more at trimio.app. The Pilates Diaries podcast is a proud partner with Pilates Reformers Australia. 
The Australian distributor of the Align Pilates range of equipment, Pilates Reformers Australia aims to provide high-quality, cost-effective commercial standard apparatus for both studio and home use. Reach out to the family-owned Australian company and see how Pilates Reformers Australia can help meet your Pilates needs. Visit pilatesreformersaustralia.com.au to see the full range. For Pilates Diaries podcast listeners, Pilates Reformers Australia is offering a 10% discount across all products when you spend $100 or more. Use special discount code PILATESDIARIES21 at checkout to receive this offer. The Pilates Diaries podcast is a proud partner with Wealthy Life. Wealthy Life is an Australian-owned equipment supplier searching out the best products for Pilates enthusiasts. Stocking a wide range of straps, handles, balls, bench covers, pillowcases, pouches and other goodies, Wealthy Life is a distributor for products such as Elements, Makalu and Ven Balls. For the Pilates Diaries podcast listeners, Wealthy Life is offering a 10% discount across all products. Use the special discount code Pilates Diaries at checkout to receive this offer. The link can be found in the show notes. The Pilates Diaries podcast is a proud partner with Toe Socks Australia, the main stockist of the US-based brands Toe Socks, Tavu Noir and Base 33. Toe Socks Australia provides a selection of active wear and non-slip grip socks for Pilates, yoga, bar and dance for women, men and children. Made from high-quality, durable and sustainable organic cotton, Toe Socks, Tavu Noir and Base 33 meet all your fitness wear and accessory needs. Whether you're looking for socks or apparel that looks amazing, offers crucial support when needed and uses the latest sport technology, the family-owned Australian company Toe Socks Australia and its products is the place for you. For Pilates Diaries podcast listeners, Toe Socks Australia is offering a 15% discount across all products when you spend $49 or more. Use special discount code PilatesDiaries21 at checkout to receive this offer.